Hey there, Field Trip Faithful. Brent here. Just wanted to let you know I'm now on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Brent Comedy. And what's Patreon? It's a way for you to support me and my work. And at just five bucks a month, you get early access to the field trip, uh, including five episodes right now on Patreon. Nobody's heard those, but I'm going to give them to you first. A whole episode on QAnon. There's one called The Greatest Heists of All Time. Another called Take This Job and Shove It. And a new format I'm introducing to the show called Confessions. And one of those episodes features Trey Crowder and Corey Ryan Forrester. And I share their videos all the time, so you probably know who those guys are. Also, early access to video stuff, whether it be my stand-up or my alpha male character. But Patreon is just a way for you to support whatever I do, whether it's here on the field trip, the cafeteria podcast, or my horror movie podcast, they're coming to get you. That's all at patreon.com slash brentcomedy. Now let's get to the field trip. Hey, welcome back to the field trip podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Uh, Our topic at hand today is mega pastors. And here to discuss mega pastors with me is David Brooks. David, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Brent? Good man, um, I'm having you. It's what a contrast to the first time you're on the show to this one because the first time uh, I had you and another comedian, DJ Dangler, on, and we discussed uh, stripper stories. Yeah, much different this time. Yeah, we uh, we mined uh, Reddit for all those stripper stories, so that's uh, back in the archive if you want to go listen to that as well. And then now you're back. Uh, I gave you a list of topics, which I think it was three, and you're like, let's do this one. So we're talking about mega pastors. Yeah, I, I think it was the most interesting one you had. Uh, this we'll, sketch, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> are you I, and I didn't, you, you know, usually if I have a guest in mind, I kind of tailor the topic to what I think they're they're into or they know, but uh, th- that was not the case for you. I just kind of had this topic, but are you, uh, d- have you guy been a guy that's been to church before or what's your religious background? Yeah, I used to go to church um, with my 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 dad, stepmom, my grandma. My mm-hmm. mom was Catholic, so that was different. But my dad used to go to a church here in Indianapolis, and then it like was in the hood, and then it switched to this like really big, multi million dollar church on Michigan, and then like okay, yeah. So like I mega pastor type deal, yeah, yeah. He would like throw lines in about money in the sermon. I'd be like, <laughs> like it yeah. would be like. Very weird. It'll be very weird. Yeah, that was a, that was a hard sell. That was uh yeah, that was the one he wrote down on his hand to make sure to slip in to put make sure you put a dollar in the box. Yeah, we stopped going. We yeah. stopped going after a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, the Lord well, wants me to have this bid. So we're like, wait a minute. Like Yeah, that's that yeah, that's what what movie is it? Uh, coming to America. Yes. Yeah. Um well, my uh, my religious background, I probably discussed it on the show before, but uh, I was raised Catholic. I did uh, I did 13 years in Catholic school. It's a, you got to say you did time uh, 13 years and then, uh, you know, baptized. And I probably stopped going to church around 19. Um, and then looking at these mega pastor type people, that's a foreign thing to me because, you know, church to me is a guy in some robes. And there's a bunch of candles and it's very, there's no show to it. There's, it's all monotone type stuff, stand up, kneel, all that stuff. So looking at other people and how they go to church is really interesting, uh, interesting, but also these types of people for sure, because 
you know, I'm not trying to hear to disrespect anybody's religion, Dave, but uh, it's it's crazy how people can't smell bullshit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I went to Catholic Church with my mom. So, like, she went to Spanish mass because she could speak Spanish. Okay. So we, we would go and it was very calm. I try to make jokes about father. She didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. I go to the other church with my dad and I'd be like, this is, this is sketch. Like <laughs> this, we went from like a hut to like a, like a big facility, like a yeah. huge church. Father well, getting, not father, pastor getting dropped off in like a limo to church. Well, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep up appearances for the, you can't have the pastor just driving a 92 Honda Accord. You know, you gotta, you gotta roll up. He stopped wearing robes and started wearing like Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey like suits. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is, this is different. Well, and that's like the, even the you know when I went to church, it was, I would venture to say, one hundred and two percent white people, at the church. But was there a difference? You went to you went to Catholic mass, but you went to the Spanish one, so I'm sure there were more Spanish speakers there. But from the other way, it sounds like that was an all black church. Was the the Cedric the Entertainer type guy? All black Baptist church. Very. I understood why people have religion, right? I'm not going to disrespect anyone's religion either. Like, yeah. I get it. Spiritual. It, it centers you. And I understand that. Uh, it's just that church was like, we'd have to always stand up so long and fucking sing. Mm-hmm. It was me and my brother would time it. We'd be like, we've been <laughs> We've been standing up for 27 minutes. That's a lot for able-bodied people, let alone the elderly or anything else, you know? know, Easter church, Easter service would be like two and a half hours. That's a lot. Like Like it just was a long ordeal. Now mm -hmm. I watch church differently, like as a comic. And I'm like, he's he's trying to tell, he's trying to be personable. Mm -hmm. Trying to tell jokes. And I'm just like, bomb. (laughs) <laughs> nope next well and then some of these guys there's no doubt that there's charisma there how you can't amass the wealth that some of these guys have gotten without being charismatic you could i could see why somebody would fall for it but once you look past the charisma and you and he's like you know i gotta have a uh a jet you're like <laughs> ah, i don't know that you do man yeah especially off the religion and yeah it's just weird to see them People don't look at them as people. That's the thing. They don't look at mega church, mega pastors as people. They look at them like these godly figures. I think those men and women, they they know that. Mm-hmm. Kind of take advantage slowly, like yeah. sure, slowly but surely they do. But then when they make that jump, I mean, their, their charisma is second to none. Like I yeah. saw a white dude that preached at a black, our black church. And I was like, and none of these people would ever listen to a white boy if he wasn't this charismatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking like a black pastor. Yeah, and a white dude. He was great, and I was like, he got me fooled. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it is definitely when you know you go from the the Catholic, you know, thing of the guy the guy sings like this, and then but you go to the other guys like. And a God's name, like there's yeah. like the, the speaking and the the more syllables you put in the word Jesus, uh, the more the less yeah. I trust you, you know. So I remember that white dude. He was he's like, I know what y'all thinking. Y'all thinking this white boy can't come up here and spread the word of the Lord. This mm-hmm. white boy don't know about black 
spoke? And I was like, what is going on? And they're like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so did. He's acknowledging, yes, here's the elephant in the room. Yeah, he was like a yeah. comic. He's addressing what was going on, and it was winning them over. Yeah. And I was just like, this is absolutely insane. But stuff to take and learn, I guess, if you, you know, you could take good. that and use it for good, you know, yeah. <laughs> and not was, all the stuff is bad. Some of no. the stuff they're helping people, but also do you need a jet? And we'll talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, now, I'm, we're about to dive into a list of the richest mega passers. But before that, I want to kind of talk about how you can amass so much wealth and, and the stuff that I've gathered is a lot of these guys will preach something called the prosperity gospel or the health and wealth gospel, gospel of success, or seed faith. That's all kind of the same thing, Dave. And this is from Wikipedia. Okay. Now, prosperity gospel is a religious belief among Protestant Christians that financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them. God wants me to have the jet. God wants me to have the, the mansion. Uh, and, and that faith, positive speech and donations to religious causes will increase one's material wealth, uh, material and especially financial success is seen as high def- a divine favor. So prosperity theology views the Bible as a contract between God and humans. If humans have faith in God, he will deliver security and prosperity. The doctrine emphasizes the importance, personal empowerment. Uh, proposing that it is God's will for the people to be blessed. Again, God wants me to have this, and if I don't have it, then I'm I'm going against what God wants me to have. Uh, and some of the the practices, uh, prosperity churches place a strong emphasis on the importance of giving. Uh, some services include a teaching time folk uh, focused on giving and prosperity, including biblical references to tithing. Uh, and then a sermon on, uh, you know, other topics, and then they go to the offering prosperity churches, uh, lead, uh, leaders often claim that a specific blessing can be exchanged for the money being donated. So when I was going to Catholic school, you know, there was something called selling indulgences, I think is what it was called. It's been a while, but it's like, essentially how much is a ticket to heaven? (laughs) First class coach. Yeah. Do you want to take the escalator? Do you want to do something else? Like it's, it's one of those where, Oh, do you, you know, you, you want your car to work? Well, don't, don't spend the money on the car to get it fixed. You don't even have enough money to get it fixed in the first place. Give it to God and he will return that money to you. Yeah. I bet he will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some of that is is rooted in a concept called New Thought. It's a 19th century spiritual movement popular with uh, guys like Wa- Ralph Waldo Emerson and William James. Essentially, it's if you can correctly channel your mental energy, you can harness its mental results. That's also not as mind uh, mind cure. So take your positive energy, channel it. Maybe you're trying to like. Uh, manifest something, but then also don't be afraid to throw some dollars at it as well. <laughs> so that's where we get the the prosperity uh, gospels. A lot of these people that we're about to talk about preach the you know g- you can give money and God God wants me to have the jet and the suits and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about and here's a list. This is from uh, cheatsheet.com. Some of these numbers, I've seen other numbers elsewhere, 
And what really comes down to, Dave, these numbers don't matter so much. We just know that they got a lot of money. They're millionaires. Millionaires. And it's, you know, part of it is, I think, why do you got to have $8 million when somebody's out on the sidewalk eating a sandwich that they were given, you know? Yeah. Because I I feel that way because sometimes I'll see, you know, there's people at the stoplights waiting and then I'm like, and part of me is I feel I'm coming home to my house that has heat and water. Thankfully, you know, and I'm like, should I should I be doing more? And of course, I think the answer is yes. But then then if I feel that guilt, do do those mega pastors feel that? Yeah. And I think that they started off feeling that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they started off. I just watched someone. We'll talk about it later, but a, a mega church in Tennessee, which I'm mm-hmm. sure she probably was on there or not anymore because she's dead. But, okay. she, <laughs> but uh, they started off wanting well wanting to do well and help out. And I think it just ter- takes a turn where like they see the money, they mm-hmm. see the merch, they see the power. And if they really like my grandma would always say, if you really do believe in God and the Bible, you realize like God wants you to have nice stuff, but he doesn't want you to value this nice stuff over being one of his children and helping and giving mm-hmm. being together. He doesn't want that. That's why it's funny when they do that, where like, the mega pastors do it. Because I'm like, you guys know the Bible better than, which is probably why you are successful, know the Bible better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it does say in the Bible, like, you're not supposed to worship money and gold and stuff. And they begin to start worshiping because they realize how much money they're making and how much they got you in the palm of their hands. And mm-hmm. they they don't have the discipline to, like, not let it overtake them. And it just well- does. And it's probably, you know, lack a lack of a no man. You're probably surrounded by yes men who yep. are also benefiting from the grift. And they don't want to say maybe you shouldn't do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I don't know, whenever I see it, I'm like, this is no worse than like a cult. Mm-hmm. Like this is, you guys are making millions. Hence why they have, you know, the show Righteous Gemstone. Because that is true. There are pastors mm-hmm. out there that are that are like that, mm-hmm. like that are a hundred percent wealthy people. Like you tell me, you're a mega pastor, you making six, seven million dollars a year. Like from what? It's free to go to church, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, Dave. That's the thing. It's not. It's free, it's, it's free to go to church, but it, heaven ain't free. Apparently, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the only place you can go right now that means you can go, and there literally is no admission fee. Yeah. Maybe the library. Maybe the library. Maybe. But eventually they're going to ask you to, I don't get know, do so. Yeah, yeah, get a book or something. <laughs> so uh, that's what was so crazy with that. Well, let, let's jump into this list of the the 10 richest U.S. pastors. And again, these not, these not I will say the numbers, but there's probably, who's to say who know, who has what? But I think we can all agree it's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. The the The... The first one on the list who has the least amount of money uh, is $8 million, and that's Joyce Meyer. Uh, she okay. was known as uh, one of the like spiritual advisors to my president and your president still, Donald J. Trump, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she became a born-again Christian uh, while in elementary school, uh, started uh, hosting radio broadcasts in uh, 1985. She formed her own ministry. Life in the Word, and she also began airing uh, weekly TV shows called uh, Enjoying Everyday Life in 93. 
And th- this one's fascinating. I think she's the only woman on the list, but it's also, you know, Catholics, it's it, you're led by men. You're not led by women. So even for her to be, she's she doesn't make the most. Of course, uh, it's it's like a woman in America to not make as much money as the man, of course. Mm-hmm. The but it's what? to even to to lead the church and 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 be the head of a church as a woman. That's kind of a, a big deal. So I guess props to her. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, she she's currently 70, 77. And according to this article, she travels to public speaking engagements on her private jet uh, in 2004. Uh, St. Louis uh, Post Dispatch article listed her and her husband's assets, which reportedly uh, were all paid by the ministry. They included a 10 million dollar jet, several million dollar homes, as well as one hundred and seven thousand dollars silver Mercedes. She's a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> it's a $10 million jet. That means she has at least $20 million. Yeah. It's, you know, Jay-Z said you, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. But, uh, <laughs> she may be listed at, at $8 million, but it seems like the church has got a little bit more than that. And you know what the tax stuff with them, like they're able to maneuver and say this and that. I learned that from a documentary I watched where I was like, oh, I forgot. You technically don't have, you have a legal business, but like it's like almost nonprofit ish mm-hmm. $10 million jet. Like, and w- one of the things I was watching to prep for this was, uh, if you like this, it's, it's much, uh, better. So turn this off and go watch this, but it's the John Oliver, uh, thing on, I think it's mega pastors or mega churches, but it's like a 20 minute thing. It's available on YouTube of, he broke down the tax structure of churches. And it's like, you won't, you don't have to do, Uh, much to become a church he made his own church on the show and you just have to fulfill certain things and then technically you're a church and then you don't have to pay taxes on anything and that's what i i knew it i knew there was a tax in that document i knew there was like a tax loophole Mm -hmm. where like they might have to pay taxes on what their merch you know i mean their merch stuff like that but besides that like it's pretty much tax-free drug money coming like <laughs> and a lot of it <laughs> yeah uh, uh number nine and we're gonna go through this quickly because I have I've spotlighted uh some some these certain guys ten million dollars uh, Franklin Graham uh also uh he's the uh well known the son of well-known pastor Billy Graham didn't convert to Christianity until he was actually 22 years old. Eventually went to take over organizing events for Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which is now the CEO. Um, his net worth is reported $10 million, according to Celebrity Net Worth. And he's uh, 68 years old. A very uh, con- He's got some controversy called uh, Islam, a very evil and wicked religion after September 11, 2001. Uh, which he probably wasn't the only one calling it that uh, <laughs> back in the day. Um, so that that's that, that's him. Some of these are gonna be real quick. You know? Do you know TD Jakes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in the top ten. Yeah, top top ten. Uh, Twenty million dollars. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So he was at uh, at uh, you know disgraced former president Barack Obama's. <laughs> Uh, inauguration in 2009. He was also he accompanied uh, George W. Bush to areas affected by Hurricane Katrina in 05. Uh, 
Um, and he runs the, uh, I can't remember his church now. It's on here. I'll find it. But uh, his net worth is estimated $20 million, according to a celebrity net worth. He talked about his wealth on the Oprah show in 2012 and stated that he draws income from his mega church in addition to earning money off best-selling books and producing movies. Uh, he is also one of several notable pastors to provide words of encouragement to his followers and the followers in the wake of COVID-19. So it sounded like he wasn't all the way against COVID-19. Maybe who knows? Uh, and I, I, now I can't find that in the article, what his church is called, but I, I had it earlier. Uh, the uh, Potter's house. Potter's house. Okay. Yeah. A uh, number seven is a guy named Rick Warren, $25 million. I uh, founded the Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, California, um, <laughs> with over uh, 20,000 attendees. That's a lot of people. That's I, a pro sports team. It's a Kevin Hart concert. That's a Kevin Hart <laughs> show, dude. Uh, we, then we have Billy Graham, uh, net worth of $25 million. Southern Baptist minister gained popularity as his sermons were broadcast on radio stations and TV channels. Uh, and around the country in 1950, he founded Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in Minneapolis. He also served as spiritual advisor to Presidents Richard Nixon and Dwight Eisenhower and preached alongside Martin Luther King Jr. Almost every U.S. president has met with him, uh, prayed with him, or played golf with him. Is he? That's the that's the dad and the son, right? Yeah. So we just had we he covered died, two right? ago. Billy. Yeah, he's. I think he's dead now. Yeah. yeah, he is. So uh, we have uh, it was uh, Franklin Graham net worth ten million dollars, and we have Billy Graham twenty five million dollars. These are when you th think about it in the grand scheme of things, who we're going to talk about. These are rookie numbers. I know because I think I know who might be number one. Yeah, yeah, you know who he is. Uh, number five, uh, a guy named Creflo Dollar. Um. So he's the he, uh, is an American Word of Faith teacher, pastor, and founder of the non-denominational World Changers Church International, based in Fulton County, Georgia. He Ugh. preaches his philosophy that it it is it is the will of God for you to prosper in every way. He wants you to have the jet, uh, Dave. <laughs> he's a reported net worth of twenty seven million dollars. He's been criticized for his lifestyle and possessions, including two Rolls Royce cars a private jet, a million-dollar uh, homes in Atlanta and Manhattan. He also ran into uh, backlash in 2015 uh, because they planned to purchase a private jet estimated to cost $65 million, uh, but the ministry made plans to go ahead with the purchase anyway. Oh. Uh, it was the, uh, just if you're wondering, Dave, the Gulfstream G6 uh, 50. I, that's how I'm so out of touch on my jets. I don't know if it's the G650 or G650. <laughs> um, and again, that was Cref Creflo Dollar. I like the name. Rapper. He sounds like a rapper. Y yes, it does sound like that. Now, Is this, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, we, we will circle back to this guy, uh, was, uh, Benny Hinn. Do you know Benny Hinn? What does he look like? He's uh born in Israel, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just looked at his face. Yeah, I've seen his face. 
Okay. Well, uh, his number, $60 million. We'll come back to him. Next on the list, Joel Osteen, uh, $100 million. Number two, Pat Robertson was also $100 million. And on the list, topping the list, uh, was the guy I sent you. And we will circle back to those three uh, here shortly. Kenneth Copeland with a net worth estimated between 300 and $750 million. Okay. Well, yeah. So on there that I thought, which one he always has like PBS, like, um, he always has like uh what do you call it? Like pay programs. Oh, I got with glasses, man. What is his name? That makes me feel good that he's not on that. List. <laughs> that yeah. He's not, he's not doing that. Well, my grandma watches him. He's been around for years. Like okay, long, so he probably does have millions. But to know that he's not in the top ten, that makes me feel good because I, I I thought he would be number one. I was like, my grandma's gonna be kind of upset. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Kenneth Copeland, I mean, I that's who that was in that video. Okay, yeah, I've seen let's, him before. Let's we'll we'll talk about him in a minute. But okay, here, let's do a deep dive on on three of these guys. So we're gonna start with Joel Osteen, one hundred million dollars, and we were talking about charisma. And yep. the look and the man, the, if the guy doesn't look good and he, he's a, a charming looking guy, you could fall for it. I get it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, very, uh, he's very good at that. He's very captivating when he speaks. Yeah. Now that's a lot of this information is going to come from a celebrity at So some of these bios, uh, Joel inherited the Lakewood church and television ministry from his father, who was a Southern Baptist pastor he founded Lakewood's television program and produced his father's TV sermons for 17 years. And in 99, uh, his, his father died of a heart attack. Two weeks after that, uh, he took over uh, the, the role of pastor and televangelist, despite having very little formal religious training. 2003, Lakewood acquired, here's, this, here's the uh, Righteous Gemstones moment. Uh, Lakewood acquired uh, the Compact Center. Uh, which was the former home of the NBA Houston Rockets. So there's a there's a moment in the Righteous Gemstones, the show on HBO, where they buy a stadium. So they <laughs> they bought this the Houston Rockets stadium, and their renovations took 15 months and cost over 105 million dollars. Their grand opening uh, was attended by 56,000 people. Dave. My dad used to work for Compact before they were Dell. Okay. So as soon as you said Compact, so I'm like, these niggas bought the arena. It's like it's, <laughs> it's it was like fifty six thousand people. People that were there were uh, Texas Governor at the time, Rick Perry, and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Um, two thousand six, Osteen made uh, Barbara Walters' list of the ten most fascinating people. By 2008, the church's weekly service uh, TV stream was being viewed in more than 100 countries. Joel and his family were invited to attend the Easter breakfast hosted by President Barack Obama in 2010. Uh, the church welcomes more than 50,000 parishioners each week. The uh, weekly TV sermons are seen by an average of 7 million people per week and, uh, and, and more than 20 million people per month. That's kind of on average. Um, he doesn't hold a degree either. He's, he just, he was going to school and then dropped out to, to come work for his dad. Uh, 
He said he memorizes his speeches and then listens back to himself on tape. Osteen has remarked that he tries to teach biblical principles in a simple and straightforward way, focusing on the power of love and positive attitude. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Real easy to be positive when you got a hundred million dollars, nigga. Like, man, like, it's yeah, it's. Uh, the producer wife said that something similar yesterday. It's easy to be happy when you you have positive and when you got some money. Uh, now the, he's not without uh controversy. Do you know any of the the stuff surrounding Joel Osteen? There's not not no. like huge ones. Again, all these are controversial because they're millionaires. <laughs> no, I just knew that he like. I just knew when Rogers Gemstones came out. Yeah, people started. Thinking it was about him. Yeah. And, yeah, like, at, you know, that moment where they buy the stadium or whatever, definitely that that's, that's kind him. of there, you know, and yeah. Um, the uh, dad thing, but it sounds like all of them have generational stuff. But I remember when that came out, I started looking up more Joel Olsen because I always remember his face, but I'm like, I don't, my grandma doesn't listen to him. So like, he obviously has to be a little sketch. But when Roger <laughs> Jimstones came out, I started seeing more about him and I was like, He's probably worried, but like he can't be that worried. Seven million weekly listeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, he look he's charming. He looks good. He almost looks like he's the kind of guy that when if the those purge horns went off, he'd be like, finally, like yeah, the, the rich yeah. white guy that would purge. Um, but one of the things that kind of he uh, people, I guess, rubbed the wrong way, to say the least, was the uh, Hurricane Harvey response. Uh, August 2017, Osteen was strongly criticized for not making Lakewood Church available to, as an emergency shelter in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. The building is a former basketball arena, of course, and stands at uh, 606,000 square feet. At first, he, he posted the church stated that the building was unusable due to severe flooding. Then he came out and he said that the the account uh, by saying that the church had never closed at all. On the night of August 28th, Lakewood announced that they would be open at noon the next day as an available shelter for victims. Uh, and a year later, Houston Mayor uh, Sylvester Turner proclaimed a day of, uh, of honor for Osteen and Lakewood Church. Uh, blah blah blah. The he helped uh, one thousand one hundred and fifty Houston uh families and donated one point one million dollars to rebuilding materials. Uh, and he also they also had twenty five hundred volunteers, according to what what he said. But tax went off. Yeah, but it, until you you got you got the pressure from the internet and the people to say, hey, why don't you open that big ass church up <laughs> for like a day or two. Yeah, for people that have been displaced, and it's a church, so just supposed, yeah. take the the valuable stuff out and just let people hang out in the seats and stuff. One point one million. Yeah, I bet it was a nice tax right on Papa Joel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Christian, but not Christ-like. Apparently, no. until until somebody tweets about it. Yeah, that's an arena. They bought an arena. <laughs> they with, bought an arena. With concession stands and stuff. I'm um, sure. So how, how does he make his money? A lot of these guys uh, make the money in the same way. Book sales, radio shows, public speaking fees. Church collection reportedly generated more than $70 million per year in total revenue. When asked uh, about 
this exceptional income, uh, he claims an individual should not feel guilt for possessing lots of material wealth. He instead believes that one needs to simply thank and praise God for the acquired wealth. He claims to take no salary from the church. Um, and his house, we, let's start to talk about his house as well. He lives there with his wife, Victoria, and their children. They live in a 17,000 square foot mansion in the Houston suburbs. Uh, they paid a, apparently ten and a half million dollars for it in 2010, and according to Zillow, it's worth now fourteen to sixteen million dollars. That'd be a fun video to go on Zillow and look at his house if it's still the pictures are still there. How do you make your money? Well, one, I love when businessmen say, "I don't take a salary." Yeah, Twitter doesn't pay Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He the still bought it for forty billion dollars. Yeah, he he makes <laughs> like, yeah. Joel Osteen has investments, probably crypto. Like mm-hmm. he has a bunch of stuff and he probably makes a lot of money from now the internet. Mm-hmm. Ra- radio still pays a lot. I know people think that the radio is this. There are still people in the middle of America that listen to the radio. Yeah. And, and if it's not radio proper, as in I sit it next to the radio and listen, it's probably available in a podcast or whatever. Radio is yeah. different. And the, and even then it could be a video podcast. So it's, it's radio, but clips. it's not, you know? Yeah. Clips, reels. I mean, he's, he's, he's literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they always say about the hotel rooms. It, something that's in most hotel rooms is a Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a Bible. And if there's any of those paid programs that is religious in your hotel or on your TV, Joe Osteen is always on. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. And it's, it's, it's easy to not take a salary when you're already a millionaire. Like not, don't take a salary at the beginning and see how long that goes, you know? Yeah. Like, so like, I'm learning more about like businesses and all the LLCs. It's like, I don't take a salary. I don't take a salary. It's like, yeah, but you work in a profession that y'all don't have to pay taxes. dog. Mm-hmm. I bet you don't take a salary because you get taxed on it. Yeah. So I bet you don't. I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you don't. You bought a $10 million home, bro. Yeah. Six, 17,000 square feet. Now there's more controversies, Dave. Uh, he, he came under fire, uh, during the pandemic for taking $4.4 million in PPP federal funding for his church. The loan was one of the largest for any Houston, uh, area business. And he said, Oh, they got, they got staff. They got to pay the staff and all that stuff. But again, if, if you're having average, of $70 million per year. You, do you need the money? Could, could yeah. You just giving that to somebody else. Oh, obviously not. Unless COVID wrecked his business. And during COVID, he went from 70 million annually to 700,000. But me and you both know. Yeah. That wasn't the case at, at worst. They might've only made 20 million in 2000. Mm-hmm. And he might have had more eyes because everybody was watching church on laptops. And now it was a necessity. You had to watch that stuff. People probably became born again Christians and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just funny that he ain't got no college degree. He made it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have dropped out and became a pastor. Uh, I always tell people if comedy doesn't work out, I'm scamming niggas in the church. I always say, it. I'll be Deacon Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, it's got a good ring to it. Deacon Dave. It's got a good ring to it. I'll memorize the Bible. It's better than making up my own jokes. The material is already there. Yeah. That just ain't take hard. It and, yeah. 
Uh, don't read the part about the, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. Don't don't look at that. Look over here. The, look the over part with the, I shouldn't feel, he, you said he, he shouldn't feel bad for material wealth. I bet you do say that. I you, <laughs> yeah. I bet you do feel like that. Don't ask why the pastor's got to have a $300,000 Ferrari because that was the other thing. The picture, people taking pictures of his car. Um, it's a, a Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. I, according to these pictures, you know, I've not been in the guy's garage. And again, having all this stuff is not bad if you're also not telling people to send you money every week. Like to have this stuff and, and not be a grifter. Sure, man, have it. But then don't ask little old ladies to send what money they have in to to fund your Ferrari, you know? A Ferrari. I mean, dude, he got a Ferrari off the Lord. How can how can you enjoy that? Like if I was him, I would keep I'd have I'd have the Ferrari, but then you'd see me in like a 2016 Honda. I'm making a public appearance. You pull up in the Honda, you know, like at best, I get it. He wants to buy the 2023 Prius splurge. That's yeah. still a hundred and twenty five thousand two hundred. No, two hundred and twenty five thousand less money. Yeah, than what you just spent for a probably customized Ferrari with all mm-hmm. the fixings. Yeah, license plate price says faith. Something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the the Ferrari. So that uh, how does it feel to know that you, Deacon Dave, me, Brent Terhune, and you, the listener, his car costs more than your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Ric Flair shit. And Ric Flair wrestled for years. Yeah, beat up his body. He may still not have as much money as Joel Osteen. Yeah, I mean, the the Lord pays a little bit better than Vince McMahon and Jim Crockett and all that. <laughs> Now let's jump from Joel Osteen to the guy I found most interesting. And I was, I meant to send you this video, Dave, but I, I just forgot about it, but it's, it's Benny Hinn. And again, to remind you net worth $60 million, uh, Israeli born televangelist who, uh, has a net worth of $60 million. He's born December 3rd, 1952. He's best known for his regular miracle healing crusades that are usually held in large stadiums and major cities and broadcast on national TV. This guy's interesting to me because he's the healing guy. We yeah. we all have heard of the healer guys, but the video is going to send to you, Dave, and you could just type in, go to YouTube, you the listener, uh, Benny Hen healing where he he'll lay hands, he'll lay the hands. But then the other one he does, he's in an all white suit, a la yeah. uh, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> And he takes the jacket off and he'll like swing the jacket in the audience and the audience will fall back uh, like like they're being healed or affected. Like that's showmanship right there. He got better showmanship than half the comics we look at. That's true. <laughs> like we could learn something from this guy. I've seen him before when I was little. When mm-hmm. I was I would see videos in the middle of the night. I would laugh at these niggas because I'm like, look at these motherfuckers. Like just like passing out. And and then we'll we'll talk to the the healing stuff because it's the most interesting, but it's also the most infuriating. Uh, but when he was 21, he attended a healing service in Pittsburgh, headlined by evangelist Catherine uh Coleman. 
She would become a major influence on his life so much that he emulates her style to this day. And he became, began healing rather uh, ministry in Toronto, hosting his own evangelical program on the local TV and then moved to Orlando, uh, started the Orlando Christian center in 1983. Eventually he began claiming that God was using him as a conduit for healings and began holding healing services in his church. Uh, as the author of number of best-selling inspirational books, this TV program, the, uh, This Is Your Day is among the world's most watched Christian programs seen on various Christian television networks and his ministries support uh, apparently 60 mission organizations across the world and several orphanages around the world. So some of the stuff where it's like he's got $60 million, but then he's also doing mission work and stuff like that. And then that some of that's not all good to begin with, but orphanages and stuff. So it's weird where you can be conflicted of like, yeah, he's got $60 million, but then also he's taking care of the orphans or whatever they're saying they're doing. It's one of those where it's like, but if he didn't do it, who would, but then also how much more could he do if he just had $2 million instead of 60, you know? Yeah, and it's like, once again, it's the tax stuff. You guys are able to, you start getting, I'm mean, it's like comedy, right? You start getting around bigger comics. They start giving you tricks of the trade of how to get stuff. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, I wouldn't have known that. Think about it when you go from 2 million to 20 million, the information that you have it with other 20 million, you want to be the brokest person in the room, right? If he's 20 million, then he's probably rubbed shoulders with Joel Osteen, Kenneth Copeland. Like he's rubbed shoulders with these guys who are like, well, you're doing a good thing over there. Did you know that if you go to these orphanages, you can make this money? Like, that's where I get, like, nervous when I start getting older and learning. Information is power. Mm-hmm. And that's how sometimes if you execute it, it turns into money. It turns yeah. into this. Like, it's it's that thing where I'm, like, seeing him, like, 1983. Like, that's a long time. That's, like, 30-something years ago, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. And for 40 years now, he's got more and more information and then, like the I, I forget what the Bible verse, but you know, it's like evil and right in front of you. It's like, okay, he's helping the orphanage. That's good. He's helping the orphanage. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he's doing mission work. But then it's like, how do you have sixty million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he write the man writes books, Dave. Well, your books are good, but Thank damn, you, I don't even, y'all making more money than Stephen King, and he got movies, yeah, and TV shows. But it's a man that's something about faith and getting getting people in their afterlife you know it's that and again that having faith and believing in something is not bad but it's no. bad when it's 60 million dollars worth you I, know? Think the, I think that media just pays a lot i think the media it you know there before there was tiktok i guess it's like musicians where they made a lot of money off of like selling albums the first week and sell now the streams are less like with these, with these religious guys, like me and you remember as kids seeing these people's faces on TV. We might not know their names, but like I remember seeing him. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Joel Osteen. I definitely remember seeing T.D. Jakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and Kenneth Copeland, like you see these people on TV for years. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid per view. They're selling yep. DHSs. They're selling this. And then they've adapted to the new way where now it's like stream Joel Osteen's hour service. Yep. But to stream it, you must pay 
$39.95. Well, if 77 million people are buying it for $40, mm-hmm. and he ain't got to pay taxes on that. Like, yeah, dude. It's, I mean, it's genius. It's, it's, it is. And they all get together. I know there's some Justice League board of <laughs> men. I don't think it's the Justice League. I think it's the other one, Dave. It's, <laughs> it's the Legion of Doom. Yeah, they all get together and go, well, that's cute what you're doing, but you know, pay to get this Ferrari, you need to stop hanging out with them orphans, you know, mm-hmm. like they're having these conversations. Yeah. It's insane to think about $60 million. And it's one of those things where back in the day, you know, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'll equate it to this, but back in the day you had wrestling territory. So you'd have like Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas was like, <laughs> that was a certain promoter. And then you had the Northeast was like the new England area and they didn't really mix because they didn't have like syndicated TV or there wasn't the internet, but now like, so I'm sure that it was back in the day, the church was like, I'm Houston and you're Dallas. We don't mix. But now these messages with TV and radio, you can get the Dallas message in Boston. So now you're, you're not competing with just Dallas pastors. You're competing with all the pastors. It's just like in Righteous Gemstones season two, man. It's just mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> it's just, and I know that's why these guys were mad when that came out. I know they were. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're painting us into this light. It's like, what? You got, my grandma always says, we're all sinners. What? You think Joe Osteen hasn't sinned? One of these guys ain't sinned. Kenneth Copeland ain't sinned. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to that amount of money and you're perfect. And it's, yeah, it's it's one of those. Where, and even with the Righteous Gemstones, that shows great but it's not even critical of faith of of people's beliefs and then they're not even critical of buying a basketball stadium they just show it to you (laughs) and then then in your head you're like should you be buying a basketball stadium you know like and the dad's the only one that you're conflicted with right john goodman's when we're like he's done bad his wife seemed to be good Mm -hmm. he wants to teach his kids but he's realized it's gone too far he just realized that, like, my kids are pieces of shit. Yeah. They're spoiled. Yeah. Like, and I love the Lord, and I quote the Lord. And I'm sure these guys that we're talking about, they're the same way. But it's like, at one point, like, I mean, a $363,000 Ferrari, I mean, dog, mm-hmm. you it's, can't rent a Ferrari. You yeah. Have to buy it. It, it is weird. You were talking about how there's, like, you know, the John Goodman character on Righteous Gemstones seems to be a true believer. He believes in his heart what he's saying. And you got to wonder how, how these pastors, how much of it is like, is it 90% full faith belief? And then 10 is grift. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so weird to be like, believe 100% and then also grift at the same time. Those two things seem incompatible. And it seems like they probably all do truly believe the word of the Lord and all this, but then they start getting this information, right? And then start getting more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Then they realize this has gone too big. Now this is a business. And yeah. now they go, well, it's a, we have to make money too. We have to live our lives too. And it's like, no one's saying you can't have to. There are plenty of pastors that make six figures. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of pastors that make seven figures. But when you start getting into the 20 talking about td jakes was at 10 15 like that's a lot of money dude yeah yeah that's that's more than we'll make in a lifetime 
Hey, y'all uh, make it back per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's here's more controversy stuff with with uh, Benny Hinn. Uh, he's notable uh, for mistakes of prophecies relating to the end of times, including the destruction of homosexuals in the U.S., uh, the death of Fidel Castro in the 90s. And these are my favorites were the, the predicting the end of the world because, you know, the shit's not going to come true. But then you also have to be like, my bad. Like, why not predict anything out? Keep it as vague as possible. So then yeah. you could be like, I told you, because he predicted the end of the world in 1992 and 1999. How much how, after you are you going to stick with the guy after the second failed end of the world prediction? Yes. Yeah, $60 million worth of faith in him. <laughs> um, Now he, here's where it gets where you start to hate the guy. If you didn't already hate the guy, Dave. March 93, Inside Edition reported on Hens uh, 685,000 Orlando dollar uh, Orlando home and Mercedes Benz, despite him uh, having previously claimed a, quote, modest lifestyle. An employee of Inside Edition also faked a healing from cerebral palsy, which was shown on Hens' regular broadcast. A uh, controversial aspect of his ministry is teaching uh, and demonstrating a phenomenon he dubs, quote, the anointing, the power purportedly given by God and transmitted through him to carry out supernatural acts. At his uh, miracle crusades, he has allegedly healed attendees of blindness, deafness, cancer, AIDS, and severe physical injuries. They've all been uh, called into um, Question by uh, L.A. Times, NBC's Dateline, CBC's The Fifth Estate, and uh, uh, 60 Minutes as well. He's also caused controversial for theological remarks and claims he made uh, during, during TV appearances. 99, he appeared on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, claiming that God had given him a vision predicting the resurrection of thousands of dead people after watching the network. And all you had to do was uh, laying out a scenario of people placing their dead loved one's hands on the TV screen uh, into the station and suggest uh, the, that the TB and the Bible network would be an extension of heaven on earth. So, Dave, let's let let's say you you truly believe in this stuff and then you you really miss your grandma, my grandma, and you go and dig her up. And you put her dead corpse's hand on the TV, and nothing happens. <laughs> I need my thirty nine ninety five back. <laughs> like, again, that that's so outrageous. Why would you make the claim that you know is not going to come true? He maybe knows. you did have the vision. Maybe maybe you did. I believe maybe you did. believe. But... Maybe you had a vivid dream, but like that is. And then he, here's the thing, Brent, he made more money after that. He still, still like, like he, make, he makes more money. Like, I don't see these guys decreasing in their salary. Yeah. In no. 1992 and 1999, he utterly and flat out lied to y'all. And, and then you just gave him more money. And again, I'm not criticizing your faith, but the God gave you a brain for a reason. You know, there's a, there's also sometimes it is the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. Sometimes evil can be in the form of good. And this guy is sketch. Yeah, yeah. I live a modest life. Buddy, you guys have 
you guys have houses that are big as high schools. Yeah. And even the 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 house I read, it was under a million dollars. I'm sure that's not the case anymore. But just because you have a but an eight hundred thousand dollar house is still a six hundred thousand dollar house, still pretty big. Oh, it's it's huge. But again, those are rookie numbers compared to who we're talking with. You know, like like yeah, you have a short one and you have a small one. But like also, they live in the south where things are cheap. Well, he didn't have a state income tax, right? There's no state income tax in Texas or Florida. Right? I think he's Florida. Or I don't know where he lives currently, but he did have the in Orlando. But either way, that's still not nothing. You know? That's not nothing. And you're in Orlando, you're in the South where houses can be a little bit cheaper and bigger. Same mm-hmm. with Osteen. Like yeah. y'all, y'all are buying land to build your house on mm-hmm. while sitting in the camera and lying about put your dead relative's corpse on the TV flat screen, bro. <laughs> it was an HD. That's why it didn't take. It wasn't an HD TV. Now, here, here's where we're going to get mad. Uh, November 2004, the CBC television show, The Fifth Estate, did a special titled, Do You Believe in Miracles? And uh, it, it, uh, it focused on uh, Benny Hinn's ministry. The investigation highlighted the fact that most desperate miracle seekers who attend a Hinn crusade, the quadriplegics, the brain damage, virtually anyone uh, with a with a vis- visibly obvious physical condition are never allowed on stage. Those who attempt to get on the stage are, are told to go back to their seats. At one Canadian service, hidden cameras showed a mother who was carrying her muscular dystrophy-afflicted daughter, Grace, being stopped by two screeners when they attempted to get in line for a possible blessing from him. The screeners asked, uh, the mother, if Grace had been healed, and when she answered no, they were told to return to their seats. The pair got out of line, but Grace, uh, quote, wanting Pastor Benny to pray for her, asked her mother to support her as she tried to walk, a show uh, to walk in a show of faith and action, according to her mother. After several unsuccessful attempts at walking, the pair left the arena in tears. Both mother and daughter visibly upset at being turned aside and crying. They explained to the undercover reporters that all Grace had wanted was for him to pray for her, but the staffers rushed them out uh, of line, told them, and and said, you're not going to get healed. So this girl, she can't walk. She's saying, "Let let me show you that I can walk. I believe in this much. And then they were just denied. Imagine her trying to walk and then she just fucking falls. Like, that's got to be soul crushing. And this is the guy that's up on stage healing people. Again, watch the video because when they bring people up on stage, somebody, he'll point at them and somebody off on uh, on the mic will be like, scoliosis, AIDS, cancer. Like, it's stuff that... Lying, lying. Yeah, like, but then they're like giving the stats. Here's the stats. Here's what it is. Coming to the ring, six four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the kind of shit where you, yeah, you, you you got a jet and you got all that shit. That's fine. But now this, you got people believing that you could really heal their ailment. They're spending their money cool. on you and not going to the doctor or whatever. And what about the people that are spending their last pennies to get to you so they can be in the presence? It's like uh, that Eminem song, Stan, where he's like this, the the fans wants to see Eminem. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. You have to be a, a watch the celebrities, and all, but so many people spend their last hard on money. Like you like wrestling. I, I loved wrestling as a kid. Like my mom spent her own checks so me and my brother could like just go to Raw mm-hmm. and see The Rock and see because mm-hmm. she knew how happy that made us to be in the presence of these wrestlers. Yeah, of Queen of Rakesh, like to see them. This little girl is not me and my brother. Mm-hmm. She just wants a couple words spoken for her. Yeah, she that's it. She didn't even want to be healed. I mean, she, I'm sure she would be like, Yeah, heal me, but like, pray for me. Just pray for me. My mom could, you don't know what that, that, that mom, how much money that mom has spent, how much time she spent. Mm-hmm. She probably can't even afford how much energy that girl had to get to that big ass mega church. That I'm sure there's at least a thousand people there, at mm-hmm. least. If you got Joe Osteen having 50,000, yeah, like, I'm assuming. This Benny guys at least having two, three, four thousand. Like it's just like I don't think that they're thinking about that because they're so rich now. Yeah. They're so far off. Or like they're like, I mean, I'm doing the best I can. It's like, no, nigga, we want more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say you can heal cancer. Yeah. And then yeah. So <laughs> let's let's talk about our last guy here, Kenneth Copeland. Uh again, his net worth according to one of the things was uh three hundred million to seven hundred and fifty million. That's that's a big jump, but uh, he's born in uh, Lubbock, Texas, December nineteen thirty six. Yes, he's Kenneth Copeland Ministries is located at Tarrant County, Texas, and Copeland preaches abundance and prosperity, which is commonly referred to as the prosperity gospel. Remember, Dave? Uh, his yeah. ministry is done through television, books, DVDs, and CDs. Before he converted to Christianity in nineteen sixty three. He was a, a recording artist. He recorded the top 40 hit, Pledge of Love. Maybe I'll put that at the end of this episode if I remember while I'm editing. Top 40. Yeah. Uh, he was attracted uh, much. Uh, he's attracted much controversy uh, with his wealth and reliance on church funds to support his lavish lifestyle. Him and his wife, Gloria, reported uh, reportedly live in a $6.3 million lakefront mansion that also reportedly funded by the church. There have been reports that, uh, uh, oh, this one says $750 million to $1 billion. That's that's insane. Uh, he has denied reports about his wealth. Confirm- he has not denied reports about his wealth. And uh, to at least one reporter saying he's a very wealthy man pointing to oil and gas investments and reserves on his various properties. Boom. Private jets. That's plural. According to various reports, Copeland used church donations to acquire a $20 million Gulfstream 5 private jet from Tyler Perry. Oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) I'm just happy Tyler Perry's doing that. Well, good for that guy. And again, I'm fine with Tyler Perry having the jet because he's not saying I'll heal you. You know, he was poor on the streets, slanging DVDs. In yeah, the out of his trunk. Uh, after purchasing the jet, he caused additional controversy by asking his followers to donate an additional 17 to 20 million dollars to upgrade the jet's runway and hangar at the airport. He's got his own airport. He allegedly has used the jet for trips to resorts and various other personal vacations. He previously stated that he does not want to fly commercially because it's a video I sent you, Dave. He doesn't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Uh, 
In 2009, uh-huh. he applied to have his $3.6 million private jet uh, be given tax-exempt status from the IRS, and his request was denied. Uh, of course it was. He d- uh, now, I'll, uh, I sent you the video of him. The reporter runs up, addresses him, and, and you know, he's talking about... Airport. Yeah, and just... Go look at the video. It's from like, I think inside edition, it's 11 minutes long. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but just how crazy he gets at this reporter, man, like pointing in the eyes. And well, let me, let me just ask you a really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. We have brought over a hundred, let's see, this, the latest figures just came out, uh, 122 million people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you another example. Last May, I was scheduled for Lagos, Nigeria. That's a long ways. I had a week off and I was scheduled for Peru and I prayed about it and I thought I'm not missing that dedication in Jerusalem without the airplane that we have that I bought from Tyler Perry and I didn't pay anywhere Tyler's one of the greatest guys he made it he made that airplane so cheap for me I couldn't help but buy it well my question then well well, okay all right but I want to get to the demons because people are very concerned about that comment give me a chance here inside edition I love your eyes. And uh, here's what happened. We flew in 21 days, 70 hours, 40,000 miles, touched five continents, and preached face-to-face personally with 125,000 people. Do you ever do you ever use your private jets to go visit your vacation homes, for example? Yes, I do. Okay. Again, getting back to the comment, you said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. Watch, when he dies, there will be a funeral of 50,000 people at it. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then... I did. I at a certain point, this guy's got seven hundred million dollars. I just don't know what more do you need in life. You want to you want to use it all up because you know you're at the end of your rope. And you're eighty. What he's about probably about eighty four, eighty five. He's. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But he's he's born in nineteen thirty six. Eighty four. Uh, he's eighty six. Man, it's just, but then like he still preaches and is with it. Like, but again, I'm sure it's a lot easier to be with it when you got a, a million dollars, <laughs> you know, a million dollars in cash in your in your Lubbock, Texas house. Yeah, you love you see how all these guys these guys are in the South. Anyone mm-hmm. noticing that these guys are in the South, Texas, Florida, Georgia? What are you saying, Dave? You saying the Southern people are stupid? 
saying these Southern old white men. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm makes- not saying that. No, I don't. You're not saying it, but it's like there's faith. I feel like it's different in the South. It's it I is. Know. I went to Baptist church down there. Yeah, it is. It's different. That's he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He's worth as much as Jay Z. Yeah, and again, it's fine for Jay Z because he's not promising to. He's got ninety nine problems, and he's not going to heal you at all. So. <laughs> I bet you this guy's not a healer, but I can see him saying wild shit about COVID. I can see that. Oh, did I didn't send you the video? Uh, there's the video where he he uh, he claims to end COVID. He says uh, COVID nineteen be gone, and then he blew. He blew. There's nobody in the church, but he he blew and then he's got his posse around him uh that also blow into the air and it's it's just bizarre cuz again why predict that the world's going to end or why say that covid is over because you know it's not going away like be smart about it and be vague you have no control over it that's my thing these guys know that there's no there's no control over this. COVID-19! COVID-19! Burn! Well, I'm telling you, it gets hot down there. I mean, like Jesse says, it's Africa hot down there, man. And it gets... Are you listening to me? Because it's, it's right there on the coast, it gets muggy. And that's what it takes to kill this thing. Uh, it hates heat, it hates humidity, it hates water. <laughs> it just dies. We'll exercise judgment right now. Because we In have- In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. I call you done. I call you done gone. You come down from your place of authority, destroyer. You come down and you crawl on your belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more! No more. No more. It no more. is finished. finished. It is over. And the United States of America is healed you, and well Thank you, again, saith the mighty Hallelujah. Spirit. Glory. Final final notes on this. Uh, he's got some controversy. Can you imagine? 2008, he had uh, Mike Huckabee appear at his church 
at a number of times to promote his his book. Uh, Huckabee also used the ministries to fund uh, fundraise for a presidential campaign. The events caused the United States Treasury to question the church's tax exempt status. Where it's like one of the things is you don't get involved in politics, but then there you're, you're ho- you know hosting politicians and stuff. Wh- whether it be uh, what's his face, um, uh, Mike Huckabee, or uh, the former Speaker of the House, what Nancy Pelosi. If you're going to be in politics, then let's start taxing you. You know. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, once you get involved in politics, then you start. You you start operating in the eyes of the IRS like a regular civilian. Mm-hmm. And that's what these church guys don't have to do. That's what they don't want to say. That's what no. they don't want to say. They don't want to say that, you know, I make this money because I, every dollar that I see, I do see most of the dollar. And you mm-hmm. guys don't. We don't get taxed like a corporation. We don't, we don't have to do this. I mean, you're buying jets, plural. Mm-hmm. You're funding campaigns and they want, they want receipts for that money. Yeah. They gotta you gotta show where it's coming from. And by the by the way, the last note here is that uh the, the coronavirus video, he claims it's the wind of God, by the way. So he's senile. <laughs> I guess. I mean he's 86, but he's still with it. But that that's uh kind of the deep dive on mega pastors, and there's plenty more that we could talk about, Dave, but those were the three that I, I wanted to highlight on this. So any final thoughts on mega pastors? What church are you gonna are you thinking about joining now? I'm just thinking about Dollar Deacon Dave's. <laughs> what kind of are you? I I know you have another tab up on your computer looking at jets already. Yeah, I want the new one. That that that's the jets in G7. Yeah, the G or the G A or I don't know what's out now, but uh, I look forward to tagging along and riding on your jet as well. <laughs> I just think the final thought I have is like you know just watch what you believe and listen to. I'm not saying you can't believe in the Bible and believe in God and all that that you should, especially if it brings you peace, like it brings my grandma. It brings mm-hmm. her a lot of peace, a lot of discipline, a lot of focus. But like it makes me very happy that she don't listen to any of these niggas. Because I was glad, yeah. worried that. The, I was worried that one of the dudes she listens to or she sees, I was like, man, he's did he did a top 10. <laughs> Ain't no way, which means he, he probably is a millionaire, but it's a lot less. Yeah, we'll do a top 20 next time and see if your guy's on here. He's on there, but like, uh-huh. yeah, you watch what you believe in. Ooh, I mean, religion pays. People talk about drug sales and religion sales. Yeah, one well, is legal and tax exempt. Like, it sells. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug anything before we get out of here, Dave? Uh, I mean, I'm at home for the holidays on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. The show in Indianapolis at White Rabbit Cabaret. And, <clears throat> excuse me, 22nd. I'm at Helium Comedy Club for Rogues Gallery. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Because when this comes out, the shows I'm done is already been yeah. gone. Well, cool, Dave. Thank you for being on the show. And also check out the uh, the previous episode Dave was on. It was the stripper stories. What a contrast, as I stated before. But uh, <laughs> yeah, follow me at really David B on Instagram. Yeah, you do a bunch of a bunch of videos uh, with commentary. So yeah, got to do those this week. Yeah. Well, cool, Dave. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, bro. God bless you. It is over. I love you so. I can't let you go. 
so afraid Why? Somehow you won't care for me And so that's the reason I love you so I can't let you go I must make you see You mean more to me Than each beat of my heart For I can't live without your love Say that you love me and you always will. Just play 